hello there, you Awakening Wonders on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. We really appreciate you, our listeners, and want to bring you more content. We will be delivering a podcast every day, seven days a week. Every single day, you'll get a detailed breakdown of current topics that the mainstream media should be covering. But if they are covering, they're amplifying establishment messages and not telling you the truth. Once a week, we bring you in-depth conversations with guests like Jordan Peterson, RFK Jr., Sam Harris, Vandana Shiva, Gabor Mate, and many more. Now enjoy this episode of Stay Free with Russell Brand. Remember, there's an episode every single day to educate and elevate our consciousness together. Stay free and enjoy the episode. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom. Remember, we make exclusive content every week for members of our Awakened Wonder community. So click the link in the description to get access to that content, as well as to be able to attend interviews live with brilliant journalists and pose questions to them. We're posing an important question now. These ongoing inquiries into online safety, of course, are about an important subject. No one would question the integrity of the notion that children Children should be protected from online bullying, from pornography, from potential forms of exploitation, from being able to access information on how you might harm yourself in a variety of ways, even with the most ultimate and irreversible of acts. Now, speaking to someone who is, as an adolescent, experienced, well, yes, some bullying, but also I had a lot of mental health issues and addiction issues and uh, did engage in self-harm. I recognise that these are important issues and yet more significantly, of course, I'm a parent right now. I have three children children whose safety is obviously the most important thing in my life. So no one's questioning the importance of child safety. What we are questioning is what these hearings are really about, because the very same social media companies that are now being harangued and barracked by senators, and it's extraordinary to watch because it's so theatrical, you can tell it's propaganda even as you're watching it. There are literally staged moments that couldn't have happened without pre-discussion and without conversation and organisation. It's brilliant. You're really going to enjoy this. What we're actually questioning is, what are these hearings really about? It's a bit like the pandemic. We all agree that human life is sacred, that we should all protect one another, love one another, that we're all invested in one another and your safety and my safety and our collective safety are important. And when we forget that, we go crazy. That's something we need to be reminded of. Like the pandemic period was exploited to introduce measures that were potentially advantageous, either in terms of profit or the ability to regulate and legislate, perhaps this conversation around child safety is similarly open to exploitation in so much as it would grant governments the ability to censor and regulate social media companies that would inevitably go beyond getting rid of things that might be harmful for children. Let's have a look. For a start, there's this tweet by Glenn Greenwald. Tom Cotton, one of the senators conducting the inquiry, is a complete imbecile. As this clip vividly demonstrates, and both parties fear-mongering over TikTok is grounded in dumb innuendo. There's far more evidence they're censoring for the US government than China. This is all about more government control over social media. Now, Glenn Greenwald is obviously an expert in this subject and has worked long, hard and successfully on the degree to which governments control, censor, 
surveil their populations, working in ingenious ways to ensure that nothing we ever say cannot be tracked if necessary. So let's have a look at this inquiry and note how the CEO of TikTok is vilified and barracked by this extraordinary senator and think about how theatrical it is and note how language that's literally redolent of McCarthyism is used. Are you a member of the Communist Party? Are you a member of the Communist Party? How do I know Singapore's even a real place? If he openly declares himself to be a communist, we take his word for it. I think they then had a lawsuit and it was overturned. I, I can't remember the no, details. No, no, it, it's another it was company. the Biden administration that reversed those sanctions, just like, by the way, they reversed the terrorist designation on the Houthi te- Houthis in Yemen. How's that working out for them? I think the man that sits behind Mr. Cotton is Tom Cotton's inner life. Like, that's actually what happens in Tom Cotton's mind, just some sort of kind of, oh, just sort of staring. His expression doesn't change during this entire inquiry. He's either bored by it or understands it on a level so deep that it doesn't register. But it was sanctioned as a Chinese communist military company. He's got a bit of a nerve saying that because social media companies in the United States have explicit ties to both the military and have often engaged with deep state organisations like the CIA and FBI. We know that because of the Twitter files. And it's pretty clear that ultimately what the government want is control over social media sites to sort of claim that there's a connection between the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese military and TikTok when TikTok is a company founded in China is actually superfluous. Of course there is. It's from China. It's very difficult to create a company in America that's both successful and doesn't have ties to the state. And what we're watching now is the dramatization of the government looking to get control over social media companies that have become too big and powerful. Sometimes that might be beneficial to ordinary people. Sometimes that might be deleterious to ordinary people. What the government want is to be able to use that power for their own ends. What would make people join them in that crusade? Well, if it was, I don't know, uh, threatening to my children, we'll use that then. You said today, as you often say, that you live in Singapore. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. You keep saying Singapore. Now, why do you love it so much? Do you want to marry it? Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? You can see that Xu Chu is considerably more intelligent than Mr. Khan. He's sort of talking to him how you might talk to somebody on the other side of a bus window bound for a lunatic asylum. Okay. Okay. If you truly believe that you're Napoleon, I'm sure you are. Senator, I served my nation in Singapore. No, I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two, two and a half ha- years. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what we do in Singapore. Uh-huh. And I suppose you go to sleep in a Singaporean house at night, do you? You goddamn commie? Singapore. Do you have any other do you have any other passports from any other nations? No, Senator. Your wife is an American citizen, your children are American citizens. That's have correct. You, have you ever applied for American citizenship? Not no, not yet. Okay. Okay. This isn't going how I planned it. Now time to bring out the big guns. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? (laughs) That's a really weird thing to say, isn't it? If a person supports organizations labeled communist by the Department of Justice, she may be a communist. Also, would the Chinese Communist Party even let you in if you were from Singapore? They'd probably be quite restrictive of that. Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? No, Senator. Again, I'm Singaporean. Do you sometimes dress up? Like you are, remember? Like Justin Trudeau, how he pretends to be from another country sometimes, dressing himself up. You love communists, don't you? Let me ask you some hopefully simple questions. You said earlier, in response to your question, that what happened at Tiananmen Square in June of 1989 was a massive protest. Did anything else happen in Tiananmen Square? This is a weird bit. 
because like all of us know about Tiananmen Square, the fellow with the carrier bags, the tank, all of that. He seems to be trying to blame old Shu Chu for Tiananmen Square. He's already said he's from Singapore, probably weren't even born when that happened. Look how young he is. It's kind of weird. And as Glenn Greenwald said in his tweet, full of innuendo. We all know that that was a terrible massacre. I don't think anyone's saying, do you know who I like? China. And in particular, I like their massacres. I'm not suggesting that TikTok don't surveil, don't spy, isn't a manipulative space. I'm sure it's all of those things. What I'm saying is this inquiry is not about that. It's certainly not about protecting your children. They don't care about protecting your children. They still haven't done a proper inquiry into what the hell went on on Epstein Island. If you care about children, let's look into that. Let's look at children's health. Let's look at diets and pharmaceutical measures that were taken in the last few years that may or may not have been beneficial to children. If it, children's safety is the issue, don't just focus on an aspect of children's safety that can be utilised to advance a particular agenda. It should be, we care about children's safety in all areas of life. That's why Kraft Foods and McDonald's are in a hell of a lot of trouble. <laughs> We're shutting that shit. They're not going to do that, are they? Why? Because it's profitable and it can't be utilised in order to advance a censorship and surveillance agenda. Yes, I think it's well documented. There was a massacre. Uh, there was a, yeah. an indiscriminate slaughter of hundreds or thousands of Chinese citizens. No, it was more than a massacre. Don't just say it was a massacre. You enjoyed it. Were you there that day? Were you either him or the guy in the tank, even more likely? He's not thinking he understands what Singapore is, what China is, what history is. He's so confused. I actually think the bald geezer at the back is controlling him. I can't become a senator, not with this crazy face, but this pretty boy, you can do it, Cotton. Do you agree with the Trump administration and the Biden administration that the Chinese government is committing genocide against the Uyghur people. No, also this bit, like, he's pretending to care about the Uyghur people. Like, you can tell that geezer's like, what's happening to the Uyghur people? Can we do something about the Uyghurs? I think it's outrageous that they can't practice their religious beliefs in China. Let's do something about the Uyghurs. Now, what's happening to the Uyghur people in China is outrageous, it's disgusting, it might even be a genocide. But what it isn't is of any concern to Mr Cotton, and he don't care about it in the context of this inquiry. He's just pulling out all of the bad things that have ever happened. Have you seen the movie Our Age, that squirrel, he had months to live before he froze to death. Goddamn dinosaurs, they all dropped dead because of asteroid. I'm from Singapore, mate. I don't know anything about this. Senator, I've said this before. I think it's really important that anyone who cares about this topic or any topic can freely express themselves Very on simple. TikTok. Key point there. Anyone who cares about these topics can freely express themselves on TikTok. Now, he's taking us to the heart of the matter because what this inquiry is about is we should be able to censor the information that's on TikTok. He's saying, get on TikTok and talk about Uyghurs and sort that out. Now, in China, I imagine that information is heavily censored because for the internal politics of China that's an important subject over here you know the Uyghurs people aren't doing a great deal about it are they let's face it but what they I believe want to control and I believe what this congressional or senate inquiry is interested in establishing is the ability to censor information that could cause disobedience uprising counter disinformation organisation lack of trust in political institutions lack of trust in the media the breakdown of the pandemic narrative this is what we're witnessing now along with the ubiquitous now censorship laws that have been passed in Canada UK, EU, US. People have realised, the powerful have realised, oh no, this online technology means that people can instantaneously communicate, news organisations can formulate around counter-narratives, communities can organise around different ideas. We have to shut that down. Of course misinformation's a thing, but I'll tell you what is actual, definite, real-time misinformation is Tom Cotton pretending to care about Uyghurs and Tiananmen Square when actually all any of them care about is control of new media spaces. I know that because I've seen how the government in my country give money to organisations like Logically AI and a bunch
bunch of other organisations to censor stories. Well, let me tell you what the topics are. Pandemic and Big Pharma. Moderna have been involved in that. War and the origins of the Ukraine-Russia conflict. True information gets censored around that. January 6th, an uprising and insurrection. Truckers movement. Oh, it's interesting. They're all counter-narratives where there's definitely been an attempt to control information and prevent true but unhelpful information getting out. And that's what this inquiry is about. It's a very simple question that unites both parties in our country and governments around the world is the Chinese government committing genocide against the Uyghur people. I may have a lot of beefs with Joe Biden and Donald Trump, but when the three of us get together and the subjects of the Uyghur people comes up, as it inevitably does, because we all care so much about the Uyghur people, that's why you'll never find exploitative practices within companies like Apple or Facebook or Meta or any of our energy companies or Halliburton or any of those guys, because if it could happen to a Uyghur, it could happen to any of us. Oh God, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. They're not all united. Like, that's not what brings people together like a can of Coca-Cola, Uyghurs, is it? You never hear Uyghurs talked about, except in that brief moment where mentioning a Uyghur would legitimize censorship. Uh, could we say anything? I don't know, Uyghurs? What are Uyghurs again? Oh, there's some Muslim people in China that have been put in concentration camps. Oh, how's that relevant to me? You could say you cared about them in order to censor TikTok. I do care about Uyghurs. He's going to regret pretending to care about them Uyghurs because I think the Uyghurs actually have been employed almost at near slave labor levels to do work for Apple. And indeed, Apple have enormous contracts in China and the American government have to have a good relationship with Apple. And when bloody the leader of China comes to America, Tim Cook, he's right in there from Apple. He's right over the meeting them. So if you actually cared about the Uyghurs, you wouldn't just be bothering this poor geezer from Singapore. Although I recognise he's the CEO of TikTok. He's not nobody. But what I'm saying is, is Tom Cotton and all of this entire inquiry, if what they really cared about was Uyghurs, they've got a real direct route to the Chinese president, the head of Apple. They've got so many ways of doing it. It's not like this bloke's got this pent-up rage about Uyghurs. He's never had a chance to mention it ever before up till now. Finally! You're from China. No, I've told you, Singapore. Well, that's near enough. Do something about those goddamn Uyghurs. I thought we were here to talk about TikTok censorship. But I don't I get to that when we finish talking about those Uyghurs. Senator, anyone, including, you know, you can come and yes, TikTok yes, and sir, talk yes, about sir. this topic. I'm asking you, yes, any topic you are a worldly, to... cosmopolitan, well-educated man. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Look at you. Are you gay? I've told you, I've got a wife and children. And anyway, what's that got to do? I say, are you gay? Express many opinions on many topics. Is the Chinese government committing genocide against the Uyghur people? Actually, Senator, I talk mainly about my company. <laughs> sort of got busy at TikTok. I mean, I think so. I'm not sure. It's complicated. Uh, you've put me in a corner. But actually, if you really care about the Uyghurs, do something about the Uyghurs with like, the president of China and the president of Apple. And I'm yes, here to yes talk or, about what yes TikTok no. does. Yes or no? You're here, we give, allow... you're here to give testimony that's truthful and honest and complete. It's theatre, isn't it? It's like Tom Cotton has seen other inquiries and he's doing an impersonation of what he's seen at other inquiries, significantly the McCarthy trial. We're saying things like, are you a member of the Communist Party, was one of the repeated refrains. And McCarthyism is something you should be aware of, because McCarthyism was using the threat of communism to impose control over the entertainment industry, which I understand exists to this day, to generate fear so that people won't speak up and generate solidarity with one another, to look for ways to persecute and crush dissent, to generate control when there was a perceived external threat. The threat now is a domestic threat. We all know that. The threat now is you can't keep a population under the level of control you want 
times could by saying China are terrifying, Russia are terrifying. You can't do that anymore. People now have the ability to get a different type of perspective on reality by using different news sources, aggregating them. We all live in a different world now and that world is hard to control. And what's being created now is the mechanic to control it. Let me ask you this. Joe Biden last year said that Xi Jinping was a dictator. Do you agree with Joe Biden that Xi Jinping a dictator? Senator, I, I'm not going to comment on any world leaders. What? Now, Mark Zuckerberg is a divisive figure in these spaces. In fact, like you know, he's a billionaire CEO of Meta. So we all assume that his affiliations will be with the state. Certainly, we know that he censored true information on behalf of the state during the pandemic. Kind of establishment on that, you know, asked for a bunch of things to be censored that in retrospect ended up being more debatable or, or true. Indeed, Jimmy Dore tweeted on March 15th, 2020, Mark Zuckerberg privately contacted Anthony Fauci saying, I also wanted to share a few ideas of ways we could help you get your message out. Zuckerberg then censored scientists, professors, doctors, nurses and citizens from criticizing Fauci's recommendations regarding lockdown, school closures and COVID mandates and silenced all criticisms of experimental mRNA vaccines. Facebook classified mRNA vaccine injuries as malinformation, meaning information that is likely true but still should be censored to prevent doubt about the experimental RMNA vaccines. Numerous Facebook mRNA vaccine injury support groups with hundreds of thousands of members were banned. So Facebook, when they were compliant with the government agenda, were favoured. Now it seems the government have a slightly different agenda, plainly, to introduce more regulatory measures and to control Facebook, nominally and explicitly in order to protect children. But pause for a moment. Do they really care about your children? I'm not saying that they don't care about your children. I sort of am, I suppose. But I'm saying that there are lots of areas of public and political and financial life where the care of your children is relegated. How are your children's nutritional standards being taken care of? What about American infrastructure, healthcare, information? How are children generally being protected? Were there any medical measures in the last few years that potentially were not as beneficial as was claimed? Whether that's taking children out of school, making children wear masks, potentially recommending certain medications that might not have been beneficial for children. So once again, let's have a look at how Mark Zuckerberg is handled in this Senate inquiry. And in particular, note, is that what takes place is plainly a staged event. Their control of social media is about controlling your perception of reality, not protecting your children. A stunning moment. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg faced a withering grilling over allegations his company is failing to protect children on social media. There's families of victims here today. And look at the politicians. Again, this other one. Look at the style of it. Look at the tone of it. Imagine the sort of psychological and egoic state. There's families of victims here today. <laughs> One consistent thing, and I'm beginning to think the mastermind is that bald geezer, because he's there again, and he's still not interested. Have you apologized to the victims? Would I'm you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Zuckerberg stood and turned to address the hearing room filled with the families. That is a sort of a prep moment. Let me reiterate once again that children's lives being negatively affected and ended as a result of information shared online is, of course, terrible and awful. What I'm questioning is, is this inquiry really about protecting children or is the protection of children merely a spearhead that will allow a lot of other regulations to be passed, a kind of Patriot Act, shall we call it, for online spaces that will lead to regulation, censorship and surveillance. Certainly we know that typically our governments have that appetite. Certainly know our governments have been doing that for years. Certainly we know that our governments are terrified of independent media and independent political movements emerging out of it and the opposition that's generated in these spaces. And what I query is the degree to which they care about child safety, which, like any parent, I believe is should be paramount for all of us. Many held signs with photos of loved ones who they say have suffered because of social media. 
Look, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg now, who's like a sort of a obviously a billionaire and everything, but he's just a nerdy guy. Clearly a person with some pretty strong ties to government when it's convenient. Certainly a person who, during the pandemic period, was willing to have a particular type of relationship with the government. And I'm sure even that, I pray, was motivated by a desire to do good. I'm not going to assume that everybody's evil unless there's corroborating evidence. I really think that's an important way to go. But what I'm saying is this situation where these poor, either grieving or hurt parents are holding up these pictures because they've been told to by someone like, what we're going to do is going to have a moment where you hold up a picture, then the press, oh, this is a bit is it where we're going to do the photograph. It's a staged moment so that all of us start to associate online censorship, children's safety. Online censorship, children's safety. But the genie's out of the box. They're already trying to pass hate speech laws in Ireland where they're not clear about what they mean by hate. Oh, just hate, badness, stuff we don't like. Is that what you mean? The UK online safety bill, which was brought about at the time that I was being attacked and we now know that various agencies were involved in that attack. We've made videos about that elsewhere. You can have a look for yourself. So what you do know is you cannot trust the government. What you do know is that the government wants to control online spaces. And what you do know is if the government genuinely care about children, child safety and child health, there's a lot of ways they could do it with food, traffic safety, nutrition, poverty. There are so many ways to look at improving child safety. But this way of protecting child safety gives them more power. Isn't it curious? That's the one they've chosen to focus on. Wow. That moment is something that I believe that we are going to be looking back on and talking about for quite some time. And then using to legitimize some draconian online censorship measures, which I suppose will be beneficial to the legacy media because our main competitor is independent media. In fact, any time that we get a chance to destroy an independent media figure, we should really get on board with that, whether it's Joe Rogan and the horse paste or any independent media figures with dissenting views. We should find, in fact, anything we can to destroy them because we're going to be annihilated otherwise. This is a convenient piece of legislation that allows the control of social media under that most laudable of reasons, the protection of children. Who among us doesn't want to protect children? Uh, many of Epstein's clients, yeah, don't worry about that, forget that story, that's not convenient right now. So you just have to ask yourself, is this about protecting children or is this about them being able to maintain control over a space that is volatile and doubtless has content in it that's harmful to all human beings, but they don't care about that. They care about control. This is the one issue we are putting party aside and saying no. No, no, Uyghurs, Uyghurs, that's the one issue. We all agree on Uyghurs. Oh yes, no, Uyghurs, that's important as well. This will not happen to America's children. Or Uyghurs. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri continued to blast the billionaire. Shouldn't you be held accountable personally? I'm actually quite into this now. You're a billionaire. Will you set up a victim's compensation fund with your money? The money you made on these families sitting behind you, yes or no? Interestingly, Michael Tracy tweeted this. Senators are going wild right now, screaming about how social media is anti-Semitic and pro-China and sharing all their latest theories about sex grooming techniques online, while Biden gets ready to commence a new strategic bombing campaign that they have not authorized. Hashtag priorities. Again, it's very difficult to take them seriously in all their valor and all their bombast when we know that wars are escalating across the planet that no one's voted for and we're expected to fund. And now for a statement that's beyond irony. Mr. Zuckerberg, you and the companies before us have blood on your hands. Now, wash that blood off your hands, pick up some missiles, and drop them 
on Iran. What do the Senate and senators and the entire political system care about? Your children, who they're hoping will go to war for them, incidentally, in Iran, or do they care about control over the public sphere and the information channels that exist between us right now? I can tell you from personal experience, they care very, very deeply about being able to control the space between this and your consciousness and what you say and what I hear. They are terrified of this type of communication. They're terrified of communities that are starting to coalesce and become disobedient and disenchanted with a narrative. That's why they go for something emotional that goes past the rational mind and right into fear and terror. We've got to protect your children. There are a lot of things that we need to protect our children from and I would include on that long list the government. But that's just what I think. Remember, we stream every day on a channel that's not included in that hearing as a matter of fact and I applaud them for that. Also, you can become a supporter of our content. We do an extra video for you every week and it's always a banger. Plus, we do conversations with great journalists and you can pose questions to them. Join us if you can. Stay free. No, here's the fucking news.